Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Sheriff, is that you? Will? What the hell are you doing here? The heroes reconnected. By my stars and garters, if it isn't Sir Willem McKenzie. <laughs> and set off to explore the next level of the castle. In front of that is a steel gantry at the base of this dismantled winch next to a gaping square mouth of a dark shaft in the floor. But will their emotional reunion... Sheriff... Allow me to go in and take a look. Should there be any danger inside, I would like to face it first. Leave them blind to the dangers ahead. But Nestor, our slayer, our rogue, senses something else and looks over at the shaft and sees that coiled chain (gasps) slowly making its way right around Lexington's leg. Oh, no! The adventure continues... Now. Am I the only one that right before an episode... I, uh, we're not even right before, but right when it starts, I go to take a drink of water and I've already drank it all right before we start. Like I fill it up and then we just start gabbing and then it's now it's gone. I have like three sips, three sips left. And I'm, I'm like, I got to save it. These save it this next hour. <laughs> Precious water living in uh, the world of Mad Max as we do. We have to treasure every drop. Knowing that we'll never have any more. If only there was something that could be done. You could wear. You could. Uh, you could. You need your your fluid collection from your still suit. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. If oh, I, yeah. They should. They should make real still suits. I don't know. No, don't they know. shouldn't. <laughs> no, I think that's like one of the parts of the book that just. I'm like, I don't want to really drink that water. Yeah. <laughs> it just sort of made me gag all yeah. the time. I mean, he takes pains to explain when he introduces the concept that that. You smell real bad yeah. when you wear a still suit. Just drinking your BO water. Uh. <laughs> and it's like water from like your poop and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And your sweat and your urine. and All of it. <laughs> you cry like you're drinking that. That's gross. That's what you got to do when you're in the desert. Oh, right. I forgot that Skid hates tears. They're gross I hate to him. them. You don't Def- like tears? No. You don't like to cry or you don't like seeing No, I love cry. crying, but I hate, like, if someone is crying and they, like, put their tears on me, I'll throw up and oh. punch them. So physically... <laughs> Others' tears. I'm repulsed by other people's tears. What about a woman that you're amorous with, and the lovemaking is so beautiful, and you're so passionate, you're, and your your girth alone brings her to tears? You know what, Troy? It ha- you joke, but it happens all the time, and I, I have to physically endure. Remove I yourself. To, from I the just situation. have to. Yeah, I just have to grit my teeth and. What if, but what, if, what about that one time your tears intermingle and become a new combined set of tears? Gross. A super tear. A super yeah. tear. From which, from which you gain the power to unseat the evil emperor that is ruling in this universe. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> I've never heard of someone not liking others' tears. I thought super you were just say, like, I can't, I can't deal with people's, like, emotional expressions. No, no, but. that's fine. <laughs> As long as they can cry all they want, as long as it's not squirting on me. <laughs> so, I, so if you're like in a really sad 
occasion and you're like hugging someone to comfort them and like their tears are felt on your neck <laughs> you're like violently trying to not throw up I'll on their punch back them. i'll punch them right in the face i'll comfort them of lovingly up to the point that they get any of that liquid on my on my body all right so uh psa if you're watching the yearling with skid don't hug him stay on the other side of the couch <laughs> Also, Samantha will back me up, and I also want to apologize to her for Troy's imaginary scenario that he just posited before. Imaginary? It's not real. I'm sorry I indulged it even for a moment. I was was there 25 years ago today. I feel like we should should all get that on on the back of our business cards. It's like, you know, know, name, glass cannon network on the back. I'm sorry I indulged Troy for even even 20 seconds. That's our corporate motto, for sure. Oh, God. Sorry I was there when he said that. (laughs) I'm down. I'm down to two sips. <laughs> Better start crying. <laughs> just, think so of sad. just think of something really sad. I know. <laughs> or I'll just water world it. Um, I don't know. The idea of saying, hold on a second. I got to go get some water. I just can't do it in the middle of a recording. I try to keep it. makes an easier edit. Normally, I would say go ahead and get some water. But it, the reason you drink all your water is because it takes us like 45 minutes to amp up to a recording. It really does. We're very, very slow with this show more than, uh, more than any other. It takes uh-huh. us a long time to record one episode. I that, wanna... that we is generous, by the way. That I... is a very inclusive we <laughs> that is really an I. Is it just me? I, I don't want to yeah. brag, but on my shows... I, am I? We're in and out. You really are. Out. Yeah, uh, we're in and out. Yeah, I'd be laboring. It can't just be me though. It's just it's just you. Joe just was on you. the phone for forty five minutes. Well, that's, that's Joe, that's Joe does do other business before Delta Green, getting the trunk recordings a lot. No, he's a, he puts his camera off a lot. Puts his camera recording and like does a bunch of stuff. And the thing is, I will use Joe's. Um, procrastinating to my advantage yeah you it, that's exactly what happened i love it when I someone think, else has something to do i'm like great we don't have to start it was kind of like they were feeding each other because i feel like you were you you were spinning your wheels and mm-hmm. and joe was like all right i'll just get on the phone for 45 minutes and then you're like oh joe's on the phone i had no intention of being on the phone for 45 minutes it was you know less than stellar customer service it was an unpleasant for, sounding for 45 minutes for sure and uh yeah it's all you troy it's all you because really? it really only comes down to one thing you don't want to play or start, <laughs> and we all really want to play I, I want and to play. start. Now, now I understand that. What like when we were like Grant says Delta Green, like I'll just keep the camera off when we're connected, and I'm doing other shit, and I'm just like I have like I don't have that extra desire to just get the fucking thing rolling because I'm like ah, I'm just stressed about the episode, so mm-hmm. I don't want to jump right in. I think that you just. Some and somewhat consciously, but somewhat subconsciously, just uh, keep delaying. Yeah, it's uh, not that I don't want to play because I don't enjoy it. I no. don't want to play because I, I'm so worried about the episode being amazing. I know that like yeah. I don't want to start and have it not be. Yeah, yeah. see, so that's the I thing. Just, My yeah. shows, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, I have no expectations or desire about the quality at all. But I will say, also in your defense, that the shows that I'm running are still all everyone's at a very low level. Yeah, it's true. So it's way easier to prep than anything you're doing on this show. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a headache too. I'm just like, oh. Oh God! It gets so much wrong. I, no matter how much I look at it, I used to just sit here and be totally left at the whims of Troy's desires, and I would read the New York Times. Yeah, I'd, I'd read it again. I'd read the obituaries the third time. 
And uh, yeah, her character ideas. But it, instead, <laughs> instead of being, oh, Bernice, you let social great. <laughs> Bernice. You're some, like, Floridian pensioner? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mourn Bernice on a daily basis ever since I've read her obituary. But today I brought a rule book for New Game Who This. I got into that because I knew there was going to be too much time before we got to our first recording, and I was right. Oh, my God. I, same thing. Like, I don't know if any of you guys noticed, but this is going back months. But, like, we were coming in. For Glass Cannon, I knew Troy's schedule, and so I just had stacked right next to me Dr. Green Handler's guy yeah. in the agent's handbook, like yeah. right on the table. It's just like, might as well prep some of this. I used to think you just needed like a stage manager or producer just to say, like, it's go time, and then you would just go because it's always fine, it always works yeah. out. Yeah. But then we start doing Glass Cannon Live, and I realized the trade off is that it will be fine, and you will just go at go time, mm-hmm. except you're just very brutal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're in the intervening. I gotta get pre-show period. I gotta get amped up. Yeah, I was listening to Rascal Flats in the car today. That was getting me going, oh but I God. still need an hour of pacing. <laughs> and I got here. I'll throw you a bone. I'll throw you a bone. I'll take some of the uh, some of the blame on all. Finally, of us. on all of us in a way. I think it's it's hard. It's also hard to deny that we don't get together very often. And so when we come in to record Glass Cannon, there's also the business element. It's like it's so mm-hmm. much easier to get like business decision-y stuff done, you know, when we can all just sit around and chat and that usually will go pretty long. Yeah. Know? My suggestion is just that we put it after our first after episode. The first episode is a yeah. great idea. It's not a bad idea at all. Over yeah. lunch, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then we all, so we take an hour and a half business meeting. Then we do an episode and then we get lunch and we sit in silence eating lunch. Yeah. We <laughs> for about 40 minutes. Yeah. Shoving sure. sushi in our mouth. We're like yeah. reading our, like Joe's watching a, a, like a true crime documentary. <laughs> I'm reading a book. Skids over in the, over, over on the other side of the room, just trying to get away from us all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, this space used to be a lot bigger. Troy is sending one of us an email yelling at us about something <laughs> yeah. while we're in the room. <laughs> I don't want to be Rachel in front of the rest of the group. Uh, yeah. Well, even the banter is just is more procrastination. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. It's where it comes from. Yeah. It's just like, ah, the more we talk, the less we have to play. <laughs> and the less chance that it won't be good. <laughs> totally normal. Totally normal. If thinking. only there were a trained professional who could talk you through some of these psychological <laughs> processes that you go through on a re- do you see, regular basis. Do you see a therapist, man? I have not. Oh, okay. You really like selling them, though. Never? You've never sat in a room with a therapist? Not never. I feel okay, like he's going to say that. Because I got an uncle that really needs work. <laughs> yeah, that's how you find a therapist. Because <laughs> that's asking, how you're selling You're asking a co-worker. <laughs> friend you of a family friend. members or friends of the family who, who dabble in therapy? We're sponsored by therapists <laughs> on one of our shows. <laughs> probably get a discount. Um, you could use our code. But the problem is, like, my idiosyncrasies don't bother me. They bother you. So you should see the therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. That's, yeah. That's a fair I can't point. imagine that's a... Yeah, I don't know how you're going to overcome that. <laughs> Narcissism. <laughs> it really sounds like a you problem. Where I'm sitting. I think one of the first things you could talk to about your therapist is gratitude for the four people that put up with your nonsense <laughs> at all times. Um, for free, right? You don't get paid. I should get paid. 
<laughs> All It'd right. be like a gift for us. A gift, if yeah. If you did it. We, you know, we do, should it do, could be our Christmas and birthday if you decided to do that. <laughs> we don't get gifts anymore. We, we don't. We should do no. a Secret Santa so we all get something. Can we do an off-Christmas Secret Santa, like a uh, summer Secret Santa? Thanksgiving Santa? Yeah. yeah. Christmas in July Secret Santa. I like that. Oh, that's fun. Let's that's July's coming up. What's yeah. the limit? 20 bucks? No. Three thousand. Three thousand dollars. <laughs> can I charge? Can I charge my gift to the company? Uh, is there? Is there? Wait, a, it's a right wait, wait, if it's a three thousand limit, is there a floor? Because I don't want to. I don't want to spend three yeah, grand well, yeah. and then get a hundred dollar gift back. Right, the three thousand limit sounds like there's a built-in floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be fun, Yankee Swap though. Three grand limit, people would be fighting. Like I want the, that computer. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Just like show up at the uh, Christmas oh. gift exchange with a fucking Razer gaming computer, <laughs> like all tricked out. Stretch is like, oh my god! And well, some, that's a, that's what I used to do when Christmas when I was living with Nick Lowe. Is Marvel used to have the Marvel store like once a month, where they would get all this sort of prototype stuff that of the, all the licensed stuff that they would send out. They, they would send them samples. And they want to get rid of it. So they would sell it to employees and their friends at this massive, massive discount. So we used to have Yankee Swap, my friend Dave Flomberg, back in Denver, and I'd fly back. And so the limit was like 20 bucks. So I'd spend 20 bucks at the Marvel store and get like a $300 like rosin statue of like Grey Hulk or something <laughs> and bring it back. And I'd just watch everyone fighting over my gift. It was great. <laughs> I stuck to the list. I stuck, hey, I followed the rules. <laughs> Love a Yankee swap. Oh, man. I am not surprised by that. You probably call it white elephant, you uh, Jersey trash. <laughs> no, I feel like I've, I've heard, depending on what company I worked for that instituted the policy, they called it different things. I call it a time I'd prefer to have back. Oh, Ooh, you don't like it? I, wow. No, I don't want, it's too much pressure. It's, it's a lot of pressure. It ever, is. It's too much pressure, and then it gets nasty. There's and, feelings and out there. Yeah. And yeah. I, mm-hmm. I would rather just give someone a gift and let them be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. It's like that episode of The Office. I think it was the first Christmas episode. Michael gets a uh, the iPod. iPod and uh, and then like he gets a shitty gift, so he turns it into a Yankee swap, and they're trying to explain <laughs> it. Like, Michael, you can't just do that. People bought these gifts for... So he goes, Yankee swap! <laughs> <laughs> Jim like made specific. He got Pam and he yeah, like, there's a mug with things yeah. in it. Yeah. Oh, it's all like the, their history together. Like a letter, very important letter. <laughs> and Dwight is using it as like a uh, nasal cleaner. It's <laughs> a teapot. He's a neti pot. Man, neti neti pot. pot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, we're going to be having a Yankee swap of new characters after this oh, episode, man. Because okay. uh, this is going to be a little hairy. Now you might be saying to yourself, Troy. We just had the hairiest of all hairy encounters, the Matthew Capitacasa of encounters. <laughs> In relation to the hirsuteness you know what? That of was, the encounter. That was worth the wait. That Thanks, was good. Matthew. That was good. That's for you, Matthew. Merry Christmas. That was good. Talk about it in therapy. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> this one, uh, this, the, what, what, what could happen here is, is rough, and I don't want you to think like, ah, is this the whole book? Uh, yes and no, um, but this is uh, well, we'll discuss it after the results of this episode. What uh, what's happening here? But uh, Joe, you were a little upset towards the end of last week. Um, we, we let the tape run, uh, which you just kept going. 
Very it's always a grapple. <laughs> <drag. Reposition. laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> you had two sets of stairs you guys could come up here in Iron Cloud Keep. Now you feel like you've got above the engine room, and now you're on like the legit first floor. There was a one painted on the wall, so you knew you, as you were going up, like, oh, this must be the first. Two sets of stairs. You get decided to take the one um, that you first approached as you started your exploration of uh, Iron Cloud Keep, nay, Zephyr Hall. And right when you came up here, you started rolling some perception checks on this room ahead. It looks like a warehouse. There's these huge shelves that go floor to ceiling, like 50 feet tall. Um, Just a little narrow passageway along the west wall uh, to the side of the shelves leading to the back of the room, which Metra can see. There's a steel gantry also to the west before you get to that passageway at the base of a dismantled winch next to a gaping dark shaft in the floor and you figure like oh this must be the where the lift takes you the lift that was a huge trap downstairs that you released i believe Mm -hmm. yeah so uh going down that hole would be extremely bad would just be see ya gonzo maybe Uh, that's actually the for the best (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) Uh, archways exiting the space to the east and the west. Now it looks a little more uh, castle-y, a little more regal um, than the uh, the engine level. And then, of course, this passage to the south that you guys are coming from. Chains on the floor. Let's talk about these shelves. Uh, colossal shelves. 50 feet tall, made of steel and wood. And you see on the shelves are large objects picked from the ground, like tree trunks of fine wood and raw chunks of possibly valuable minerals and several large iron-bound containers that look like they've been opened and emptied. On the shelves. On the shelves. Um, When you came in, kind of like, what's going on? So you started moving a little bit closer. Sir Will just boldly, he, he hasn't played in a while, so he's excited. He just boldly gallops up atop his magical wolf uh, towards the, the chain and the gantry in the direction of the shelves. Uh, the rest of you hang back. You all roll perception. Everybody but Sir Will hears a little shuffling towards the back of the room. But Nestor notices that the chain is moving towards Lexington's paw. Roll for initiative. Oh, man. Oh, man. <clears throat> roll Rick a roll for initiative as I take my penultimate sip. I have a question. I'll allow it. It's based on where Sir Will is standing now, mm-hmm. and he doesn't see... I, we, you took pains to point out that Sir Will was uh, focused on other things Reading during that perception. pamphlet of uh, Iomidae, I believe I said. <laughs> but would he be able to see farther to the east and west down these hallways? You know, that's an excellent point. And since you brought it up, No. If Joe had brought it up, I would have shown him. But he clearly doesn't care about his character to know what's around him. I mean, those are the rules of the game. (laughs) All right, I'll love it. Uh, Yeah, you're going to be able to see down there. You're not going to see much. It looks like... uh, Actually, you will see a little something. You have 60 feet of uh, low light, John? Yeah. Okay. Do you have dark vision? Yeah, he's got the goggles. Yeah. He got the goggles. He's got the goggles. It's all you can see. Everybody's right, got so, the goggles. So you see, um, they're like the cell phones and Calarian. Yeah, at this level, you have to. <laughs> this kind of happens. Such as weird, this weird glitch on roll twenty. Every time I go, first time I go to reveal, it hides. Mm-hmm. Every single uh, time, and I think maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. I know the guy. I am. All right. So you look down the hallway. You see it just keeps stretching to the east, to the west. Oh boy, 
Looks like it keeps stretching to the west, but then there are also passageways to both the north and the south, about mm. 60 feet away, right at the extent of your vision. You see a 15-foot wide hallway. It's daunting, I'm sure, seeing all this, uh, all these passageways. It's nice to see a little bit of asymmetry, I guess. Mm-hmm. Last floor was very much mirrored in every direction, and on the side of the hallway we're looking at were the kind of uh, dumb waiter with a chain coming out. That What'd you call me? Dumb waiter. Oh. I'm sorry. It's a very outdated term. Uh, but that side is the side that kind of branches out in different directions. So maybe it's a more multi-purpose floor than the engine room floor. When you're in Ironclaw Keep, you should expect the unexpected. Baron, what did you roll? 34. 34! So what wow. about Keswick? <laughs> 14. 34! Wow. Nestacoin. Uh, 19. 19 for Nestacoin. Metronarin. 25. 25. I guess we should probably start with the surprise round, right? Let's get that out of the way. The surprise round in which both Nestor and the chain will go. Now, Joe, you're very lucky in a way because this chain has an ability that only Lexington can benefit from. I had asked you before the show. Do you guys have spell resistance? Oh. And Lexington does, correct? He does. This is something he gained while Will was leveling up on the road? Yeah. During uh, uh, Will's new found devotion purely to Iomade and his uh, leaving the mundane knightly arts behind, uh, Lexington became imbued with celestial powers. And uh, so what it really is, is it's retraining the divine bond uh, from armor to mount. And the divine bonded mount becomes celestial at a certain level. And at 15th level, it gets spell resistance. Amazing. Um, cool. Amazing. Which I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> like at the time, you know, uh, because I've never seen spell resistance work really well on a PC before. Like I've never really. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it on a PC. Yeah. And it, it's what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I was just thought that it was going to be pretty low, but it's actually a pretty significant number. So I think it, it's going to give them like a 50 percent mischance essentially on targeted spells. So the downside to that is that if I ever want to cast a spell on Lexington, I have to roll spell resistance. Really? Even if willing? Wow. Uh, that's a good question because I had a, an archetype of a barbarian superstitious that made me have to roll the chance to resist the spell even oh, on allies. Yeah. But I feel like if the target is willing, you do not have to roll SR. That's a good thing to look up. I'll do that while uh, Troy tries to kill Sir Wolf. But how can a wolf give consent? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, the wolf, Lexington knows what he wants. Let's start with the chain. It's going to try to grab you. If I succeed, and I probably will, I don't know, maybe not. You will. Uh, then I got to roll spell resistance against Lexington. If I fail, chain's done, goes away. <gasps> Whoa! Wow. Oh, wow! If I succeed, you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to find a new mount. Let's uh, let's roll to grab Lexington. Sticking with neon green. Might go all the way to the end. I do miss Baby Blue. Not going to lie. Miss her. Old Blue. But this show was built on the back of this one die. Yep. Good roll. 39 against your CMD. Oh, my God. Did I succeed against a 39 on your magical wolf? Yeah, man. Okay. Good. Let's get that. 
get that out of the way. Now, now spell resistance. I can't remember what you said. I think you did say what it is beforehand, so keep it to yourself. Uh, this is straight up D20 plus a caster level check. Let me look at the caster level of the John that made this particular John. Um, now I'm confused. <laughs> it used to make things easier, but when you replace every noun with John. I guarantee Joe got it. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, that's a good. It's an excellent caster level. Here we go. Uh, I think it's probably around a 50-50 chance. Yeah. 32. <laughs> What's your SR? 26? 26. 26. The chain comes out. Was <laughs> <laughs> that a die that just flew across me? The chain comes out. Uh, and it grabs, wraps around Lexington's leg. And Lexington lets out a wail as the chain begins pulling him in the direction of the pit to nowhere. Staying in the surprise round, it is Nestor Coin's turn. Nestor, you got to move or a standard? I Nestor is... Man, he's going to do a standard. I think he's just going to try as good a time as any to just see if he can affect this chain with his, with his arrows. He's going to take a shot at it. Okay. Uh, that is a 32 to hit. Okay, that would be a hit. But you notice immediately, it does no damage. So it might just be because you're using a physical attack uh, that might might not work. Because you hit it square, you're like, man, if I can't hurt it, no one can. Would the electricity damage go through? Um, that's a good point. Um, yeah, what I'm reading here leads me to believe that the electricity damage won't affect it. Uh, physical attacks do not hurt it. Um, even though that is energy attack, there's wording in here that I, I don't want to reveal that makes me think that it can't. So, Nestor hits it. That's useful information for all of you, nonetheless. At that moment, right in front of Sir Will and the soon-to-be-dead Lexington, <laughs> a creature appears. A creature that looks like this. That is some kind of weird Morningstar-wielding ghost man. Yeah, it kind of looks like a cloud giant ghost, undeady, gross thing. And uh, it just appears and goes to attack Sir Willamette Keswick. It actually looks like the ghost in the library at the beginning of Ghostbusters, but if it was on Roy's. <laughs> yeah, if it worked out a lot. Yeah. yeah. Is it the, where are you from, originally? <laughs> this is against uh, Sir Will's flat-footed AC. It's only medium size. <sighs> yeah. 22 to hit. Touch. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's just a straight up, straight up against your John. Uh, it's a miss then, and it's so it's not incorporeal or anything. Um, it just appeared there. Might be, might not, but it's going against your regular AC. Uh, and a twenty-two flat is a miss because I rolled 
garbage. <laughs> Let's take it to round one. It'll be the chain's turn again. The chain is going to attempt to drag Lexington towards the pit. This is going to be a drag combat maneuver that will not provoke an attack of opportunity. The chain had a higher initiative than 34? Chain goes, uh, trap goes at the beginning of the round. Um, here we go. Ooh, not a great roll. Now remember, for every five over your CMD, it pulls you an extra five feet. Uh, this is going to be a 33 against Lexington's CMD. To do what? To drag you into the pit. Uh, that, yeah, that, that hits a CMD. What is your CMD? 30. 30. So that's amazing because it will not pull you 10 feet closer. It will only pull you five feet closer. So Sir Willing Lexington get uh, yanked in the direction of the pit. That is the chain's turn. It is now Baron's turn. Ooh. Is there any type of knowledge check I can do? This is a real long shot, but I want to help Lexington out. Mm-hmm. I was thinking outside the box, uh, because I've already thought outside the bun. Hey! Um, <laughs> to see if um, maybe something like protection from evil. I doubt this is a summoned evil creature. But I was just trying to see if there's any check I could do to see if this chain counted as something like that. Because it's so magical. It's so strange. Hmm. Yeah, give me a knowledge arcana. That is a knowledge that Baron does not possess. That's what you need to try and figure out what magical force is happening here. And then maybe what you can do to counteract it. Got it. Um... Because, yeah, at this point, if... That chain is still around next round and goes five over Lexington's CMD. It will pull him into the pit. No, it won't. No, because of the diagonal. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got a couple rounds. Still not great! Oh, man. And then seeing Nestor's bolt do nothing to it. Um, well, okay. Maybe defeating this creature will, will dispossess the chain, so... Uh, Baron is going to call down a swift action judgment. He's going to call down a judgment of protection and destruction onto himself. Okay. He is then going to cast... Um, should he... Well, he has a direct shot on this creature now. He was going to cast Magic Weapon Greater on Nestor's quiver of arrows uh, to, to give them an enhancement bonus, but he's going to fire at this creature because that is going to give us more information as well as that everyone else should proceed against it in case it is immune to anything. Well, wait, hold on a second. This knowledge arcana you were going to do is for the creature? For the chain. For the chain. Did you roll on the creature? I can't roll. Is it arcana knowledge for the religion? creature as well? Or religion? the creature be arcana as well. Yeah. Oh. So I can't do either. Oh, God. I mean, I could hold my action until Metra goes, but I think Metra is not really a, up next in the combat. I roll pretty high. You roll pretty high? Mm-hmm. All right, I'll hold my action until Metra goes, and then I will take my action. Shockingly, it is Metra's turn. Oh, there you go. Right. Well done. First things first, let me roll an arcana on the chain and then on the creature. Okay. Let's start Hold. on the chain. All right. What's your arcana? Uh, plus 11. Man, I miss Pembroke. Me too. Uh, sorcerers don't get a lot of skill points. No. Uh, 26 on the Arcana. 26. This is a demonic chain trap. It was set up by someone um, 
and it basically uh, it acts like the spell Chain of Perdition. So you rolled high enough. I can tell you that it's immune to physical attacks, but there are some spells that could affect it. Like the such as? Uh, such as uh, Dispel Magic. Of course. Disintegrate. Interesting. Rod of Cancellation. Sphere of Annihilation. Those type spells. Hmm. Sir Will draws out his Sphere of Annihilation. <laughs> I mean, I could disintegrate it. Starts dribbling it like a basketball onto the chain. Annihilate, annihilate, annihilate. <laughs> <laughs> the giant craters of nothingness in its wake. That's the real reason Will had to leave for so long, his touring with the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> All right, let me roll an arcana on the creature. Uh, Natty 19 for Ooh. a 30. If it's available, Matthew, and you run out of questions, I would love to know the alignment of this creature for my own purposes. Alignment or septic? Alignment. Oh. All right, so this is a creature known... As a spiritual ally. Oh, so similar no to guy. spiritual weapon. This is a, a, a spiritual ally made of pure force. Oh, okay. Um, they, uh, they cannot be harmed by physical attacks, just like the, the chain, um, but similar spells will hurt it. Um, okay. Yeah, it's made of pure force. That's pure force, baby. All right. So knowing, oh god, that means I'm the only one who can hit it. Uh, well, maybe Sir Will has some abilities, uh, but I feel like I gotta save Lexington. The only things that can damage it are those spells, spells like that. Okay, <laughs> okay, wow. cool. No, I, I might have an option, but it's weird, and Troy's just gonna say no. But we'll see. All right, I gotta save. <laughs> then I, I better save Lexington. So I'm Matthew. gonna do a quick perception for a rod of cancellation on the ground in the rubble. <laughs> Wait, maybe maybe on the shelf. I think you yeah. see one in the pit. Do you want to get closer? <laughs> Jump in. There's one right. taped to the wall in the side of the pit. <laughs> um, Metra is going to rush up behind Lexington and Sir Will. Uh, Grab them both and dimension Doris. Nice. Ooh. Down the corridor here. Not too far. Uh, do I have control of these? I think I do. Uh, just to free Lexington from the from the chain. Um, okay, so you zip to the, oh, to the east. east. Zip to the east. Oh dear. Don't start another encounter. I'm not going to. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to. I didn't Don't aggro another. <laughs> Stampede of wild bison. Uh, and then Metro will use her Quicken Metamagic Rod to do mirror image on herself. Okay, Beautiful. great. All right, so you walk up, touch Sir Will. And Lexington. And, and Lexington? Uh, yeah. I Did took you? them both, didn't I? Oh, you took them both. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and we've done that before. When they're grappled, they just still go, right? I don't see why not. Yeah, I feel like we've done it before. Yeah, yeah. Metro's yeah. done it before. Yeah. Okay, uh, so you guys just get out of there, um, leaving the ghost behind the spiritual ally. I obviously share all the knowledge I recalled with the group <laughs> as well. Baron, do you want to take your turn? Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, knowing this knowledge from Metra about how to attack it, I'm just kind of scratching my head at my character sheet. The only thing I could think of is I have a, an ability I've never used before, which is to make my weapon axiomatic, which would make it lawful and damage chaotic creatures, but this is an ally. 
that you, you, you made it seem like it's not a summoned creature, like it, it would have no effect against it, even if it was chaotic. Are spiritual spiritual allies allies of creatures? Like, do they have to be summoned, like a like a like a Verxius? So, uh, it's a spell somebody would have had to cast, or some sort of power. Yeah. So there's likely that the 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 sound we heard coming from the back of the room last episode is probably right. Still the source here. could of be it. could be. Um, no one has been injured thus far. Correct? Not yet. Okay. Um, this is such a bummer. Uh, Stop. It's very, very tough. Yeah, that chain's still there. Yeah. I'm going to cast Lend Judgment on Nestor. So you get to choose between uh, Sacred Protection plus two to your AC or Sacred Dest- Destruction plus three to add three damage to everything. Um, it's not much, but I figure I might as well keep you safer without a lot of other options to do. Um, and... Um, That'll end Baron's turn. You sound sad. Yeah, I mean, I, I was hoping that one of my newfound Inquisitor abilities would allow me to attack uh, these creatures, but based off of Metra's assessment, they seem kind of untouchable right now by us uh, physical weapon users. Well, th- this is just, this is just a trap and an ally. I think we're still waiting for the uh, the actual enemy to show themselves. Right, and I think that will be your gun will be just as useful as ever against them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, well, Nestor, what would you like to do, if anything? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as everybody but Metra. I can't... Nestor, he can't do anything useful. So he's, I'm just going to hold. Just going to hold. Hope okay. that whoever, whatever, hopefully physical being did this, is responsible for this, shows up at some point. Let's go over to uh, Sir Willamette Keswick. First, uh, first round back. Give him a big round of applause. Yeah. Sir Will's first round back. Almost lost his wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Almost lost his wolf. That was indeed scary for a moment. Metro placed you in a nice line for a charge, though. <laughs> really, per- she really did that perfectly. Just like yeah. putting on an old pair of pants. <laughs> she truly did. Uh, this is very strange situation to be in. Um, does uh, can Metro know from her check if uh, like how the chain moves and what its range is? Can it just like like if I get up within thirty feet of it, will it just like go out thirty feet again and grapple and start dragging? She uh, doesn't know, but you do know you were within ten feet when it went after you. And did it seem like it was at the the limits of the chain? Was it like stretched pretty taut, or was there like plenty of chain to go? Pretty taut, pretty taut. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, uh, no slack in that chain. Ain't no slack in that chain. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try something here. Um, he is going to uh, drop his lance on the ground, uh, and he's going to say, Okay, Lexington, get me closer, as close as you can. Keep an eye on that chain. And uh, he's going to ride right back in to the creature. Um and he's going to have to stop there, unfortunately. But he's going to ride in, turn, and he's going to try to touch the creature. Um, okay. Uh, with a lay on hands. Oh. Reaches out to touch it uh, and enact a new ability that he has, uh, which is, and this is from untraining uh, 
uh, untraining his archetype and retraining sort of just as a normal paladin, uh, which gives him access to mercies, uh, which give his lay on hands added benefits, one of which is uh, the mercy ensorcelled, which acts as dispel magic. Oh, so he can wow. Act as dispel magic as part uh, of this move. Um, yeah. All right, you're going to need a successful melee touch attack, which won't provoke an attack of opportunity, and uh, the creature does not receive a saving throw. Now, it says undead do not receive a saving throw. This isn't technically undead, I don't think. Well, it doesn't. I don't, still don't think it gets a saving throw, right? Right. It's a it's a caster level check that I have yeah. to roll. Right. Is this the cool thing you were thinking of doing? That you were like, Troy's not going to let me do it. Because it says uh, it's, this, you can use it to damage undead creatures. I'm want, trying to see if this thing counts as undead. No, no. He's not using... I'm not using it to damage undead. I'm using it to dispel magic. Right. Ah, okay. Uh, and oh, so, I, I so it's, it's, an, it's one ongoing spell that has been cast on a creature or object to temporarily susp- suppress the magical abilities of a magic item, and this is where I'm hoping we come in, or to counter another spellcaster's spell. Dispel magic will absolutely work on it. You've got to hit AC ten, and then with and a touch dead, attack. With a touch attack. Right, yeah. So I just have to not get a natural one. What's Lexington's spell resistance, by the way? Twenty six. Okay, I got it. I had to roll. I had to roll spell resistance to cast Dimension Door on. Oh, the that, oh yeah, that's right. Oh no, I didn't. I'm sorry. I looked up Dimension. You only have to roll it for for an object. Lexington is not an object. Oh, obviously. Oh, uh, okay. I am not an object. Uh, yeah. So start with the the touch attack, and then we'll roll to see if you dispel it. Okay. Uh, natural 20. Sir <laughs> 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 Will's first attack roll. Magic crit. Magic that's a crit. That's technically a crit. Yeah, a it is. Crit. That's an attack. Yeah. So It doesn't do anything because there's no, there's no damage associated with it. There's no... Yeah, no. but you might get some fun bonus. It'll double, okay. it'll double your caster level check. That, to try would, be to, that would be amazing. That would be a Troy well, call. But well, yeah. you still haven't confirmed it, and Joe could roll a natural one. That's true. Yeah, just to make sure. Well, I mean, it's still going to be... Uh, I mean, it has to confirm, right? Yeah, yeah. Against as long as you don't AC, get a one. Yeah, against AC 10, it's a 25. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, let's talk about Dispel Magic after you see what this crit is, see oh, if there's God. anything that we can work into being relevant. <laughs> let's all read uh, read the uh, the tome that is the description of Dispel Magic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's just a caster level check. I, I'm pretty sure for this. It's a targeted Dispel. Targeted Dispel, uh, yeah. Okay, so this one is by Sheer. Oh, sorry, it's Jake. Oh, Jake in Las Vegas. Conveniently enough, Jake Jake. in Las Vegas by sheer dumb luck. Uh, You've gone and done it. You've put yourself in yet another dangerous, nay, possibly deadly situation. This time, though, you feel Lady Lux General Caress guiding you. The next time you would miss with a melee ranged or ranged spell attack, if it, it, it hits instead for normal damage, this crit resolves double damage as normal. So it's a double damage crit, and your next miss is a hit. Oh, so that, oh. you got a little That's huge. That. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's a great crit for you. It yeah. is. In this situation, it's absolutely perfect. That's, that's awesome. Uh, okay, by sheer dumb luck. Thank you, Jake. Uh, all right, so now the, the caster level check. Um, D20 plus whatever plus, your uh, caster, yeah, level. caster level. Yes! <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yes! <laughs> 34. Oh! It was a natural 19. Oh! You have dispelled. Yes! Yes! 
Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my God. Wow. Huge. Huge, huge, huge. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Shit like that never works. Yeah. I know. I know. It's just so weird. Like, I always pictured this being used on an ally because it's as part of Lay on Hands, but it says it acts as Dispel Magic. This is a weird... And it uses the Paladin's level as her caster level maximum 20. Wow. Wow. Yeah, okay, maybe it's not 100% right, but to me it's in the spirit of what that is, and that to me is the most important. So, very cool, you have dispelled the spiritual ally. <laughs> uh, so, let's go back to the top of the order here. Um, the chain is, uh, it just kind of like reaches out, uh, flavor reach at you, Sir Will, and it can't, it can't get it just slap it at the ground. It goes taut. Yeah. Like, like reaching for you. Like a snake just out of reach. Uh, and so then it goes to Metra's turn. Uh, okay, Metra will come back towards the group and just duck uh, just inside the room here, and she will disintegrate the chain. One other question, too, before you do. Metra has 120 feet of dark vision. Does she see anything else Whoa. down the hall? Oh, oh, interesting question. Whoa. Wait, I'll go back to where I was. No, wait, we're all under the impression that there's a caster in here somewhere, right? Or yes. just can the spiritual ally we heard just last something. indefinitely, like for hours and hours or days? Or oh. this, There's a good chance there is one. It's hard to tell. Okay. You don't know because you haven't seen anything. Uh, I actually can see further down both hallways from where I am. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Let me give you what you saw when you first took Sir Will down here. Um, this is going to be pretty significant. Can you show me your reach down to the uh, west or the east, rather? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Hang on. I got to zoom out. I got to zoom out. My reach is just too far. Was it 120? 120. Okay. Um, so you do see a room up ahead. With some, and, and, the, and the the corridor keeps stretching past that room, but up ahead there is like a bare room except for a low circular dais standing in the middle, um, maybe some inscriptions on it, and then the hallway continues, and then the other way. Now that you moved back, um, or moved to where you're going to move, yeah. So the farthest I would get is. That far, which I'll get, show you my 120 feet. Okay, it's just going to be more hallway stretching to the west. Great, but you do see, um, you know, 60 feet in it <clears throat> breaks open to the north and the south. Okay, uh, can oh, I roll percep- cool. Can I roll perception before I move mm-hmm. just to see if I hear anything coming down the other hallway or see anything? Yeah, uh, not a great roll. 25. You don't hear anything. Okay, it's oddly right. quiet on this level. Hmm. Maybe it's empty. Maybe they all went home. Maybe they went home. Fuck this adventure. <laughs> All right. I'm going to disintegrate the chain. Okay. Uh, what is that? A caster level check? Range touch. Range, Range touch. touch. Uh, 26. 26, I believe. <clears throat> that is enough. Should be enough. Yep. That's enough. All right. Now, if the the object is magical, uh, it does affect it. It, it. it even affects objects constructed entirely of force, uh, but it does get a fortitude save as a if it has a saving throw. I think, or if it's like a magic object cast by somebody else, doesn't use their. That's what I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. at least what I'm going to do because that sounds right. Because their fortitude save is awesome. Their fortitude <laughs> save is a plus 40, so I'm going to go with that. No, okay. Uh, all right, I'll roll that. Let me just find said person. They're, just, they're on another page. Sure they are. Oh, so they're not here. 
There's been a lot of There's traps. Somewhere. There's been a lot of traps. That's true. There have been a lot. Oh, of I wonder if it's traps. all sourced by one caster. And this could actually just be a trap. Couldn't this just be a trap? It is. The chain is a trap. But I'm not sure if they. Well, couldn't they both trap? be? Couldn't like could a be. trap like tr- that triggers a spell? Like, couldn't that be true? Could be. Well, it was a natural one. So. All right. Uh, nice. Uh, do you want me to roll the? Uh, oh, let me see what this would be here. Is it 15 d6? It would be 30 d6. 30 d6. Uh, no, but yeah, for shits and giggles. <laughs> As the chain just evaporates. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving nothing but chain dust. 94 points of damage. Oh, there we go. There we disintegrated. go. Disintegrated. <laughs> of course, that spell is now gone. Yeah. Using up spells. Uh, okay, great. Chain's gone. Spiritual allies gone. Out of combat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I can take you out of combat you want, if you want, or you can stay in initiative order. It's up to you. Let's stay in initiative order until we clear this room. Okay. Baron, you are up. Is there... Do we have memory of what direction we heard that shuffling from? Back of the room. Back of the room. All right, then Baron is going to uh, double move. Um, you know what? Since this is... Um, unusual time to buff. He's going to cast Magic Weapon Greater on Nestor's Quiver, making all of well, 50 of his arrows plus two. Nice. Um, and we'll move forward 30 feet. Okay. Standing shoulder to shoulder with Sir Willamette Keswick. Yes! Yeah. The Sheriff and Sir Will! Back right. again! So Baron rolls up right next to Sir Will after casting a spell. And we'll do Mr. a perception check as well, okay. just in case. Comes up roses. Um, that will be a 33. 33? Nothing. Uh, Don't okay. hear anything. Nestor Coin's turn. Nestor. Man. Yeah, Nestor's gonna move north a little bit, get a little bit closer to Sir Will and Baron. And, God, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to do my own perception check, not trusting the other two of them. They can't be trusted. They can't ever be trusted, to be honest. Ooh, that is a high roll. And let me get off my screen here. That is a 41. Uh, 40, 48 against traps. 41, 48 against traps. You hear, again, just like footsteps. It sounds like footsteps far in the back of the room and like maybe with a 41 breathing? Huh. That's it. Okay. By the back of the room, you mean the north end? Being the north, north northern part? The even further back, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Nestor like uses hand signals like points over towards the far end of the room where he thinks that's coming from. Yeah, I can totally picture this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he points at his ear and like... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I. but that's all I can do. That's it. Single move? Yep. Okay. Uh, great. It is Sir Will's turn. Uh, Sir Will, seeing that signal, is going to ride up towards it. And he'll ride up. So uh, he'll spur Lexington up forward towards where the uh, 
What is that again? Is it a crane or a a uh, what, what is the mechanism next to the pit? A uh, winch, oh, like a winch, a, a winch. Uh, gantry, gantry. Yeah. So he'll move up next to the winch and gantry and just sort of say under his breath, "Show yourself." And he's going to cast detect evil. Oh, that's good. Okay. And um, see if there and it would be in a sixty foot cone, which would reach to the back wall, and then it's a cone. To see if he detects any evil auras over there. Okay, so you're going to detect in the area that you can't see, like, the that hasn't been revealed behind the bookcases. Yeah, I mean, it would be this whole swath. Like, yeah, oh, well, know, where it's a cone, yeah, you kind of can it gets spread all it out. out, so if there's something invisible. Or behind a wall. Or, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, um, 60 feet. And then what do you learn with that? Uh, the presence or absence of evil. You detect the presence of evil. I detect the presence of evil. I'm this fall away. I love that. I can totally picture that. He's just under his breath where only can he hear. Yeah. Show yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is great evil here. Uh, sense it. All right. And this creature, whatever it is that's watching me. Invisible! <laughs> Coward! Just sees this knight <laughs> sitting, a small knight sitting upon a wolf. Just, a, you know, like a hand outstretched. Yeah. It is Metra's turn. Can I see through these bookshelves, or do they have solid walls behind them? Um, they're, they're floor to ceiling. They just have a tiny little sp- bit of space on the top. I meant in the shelves. In the shelves themselves? Like, am I, is there a wall behind the shelf, or am I looking, can I l- look through the shelf? Like, from where you're looking right now, it is just, you can't see anything behind it. Okay. If so you were to move in the hallway, you would imagine it's like stacks. You could look down one hall, look down the next, depending on how many there are. But there's are. no, like, space above the books, like, you know, when you're in the library and you can see people and you're like, hey, this is our meat. Oh, yeah, like, no, it's not a library yeah. like that. These are, these bookcases have backs to them. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> you just see a guy like, you yeah. <laughs> know where the encyclopedias are? I have to do a report on cloud giants. Do you have any books uh, for widowers? <laughs> It's so lonely up here, and I have keep. <laughs> All right, Metro will double move then to come up to the bookshelf. Okay, so you move right up to the edge of the bookshelf. Very cool. It is. She like see, she like make, she like receives Nestor's sign, makes a sign back that all received. You know, and then she uh, she comes up to the bookshelf <laughs> and is like ready, ready to go. Like third base coach. You're like yeah. doing third base coach. Exactly like, I'm doing right. military stuff. I'm, I'm doing baseball base. stuff. <laughs> It is Baron's turn. Baron is going to move forward 30 feet and is going to detect alignment at will. And we'll take up my f- action. Uh, but he's going to detect chaos, particularly. Oh. Okay. And so, not just like detect evil, you will detect the presence or lack of chaos? Correct. You can't pinpoint it, though, right? Or no, can you if you need a few more rounds? No. Okay. You detect chaos. Whoa! Yes! Chaos! It's the Joker! He's back there! <laughs> One of you has detected evil, the other has detected chaos. It's Noximara. Moving right along, it's Nestor's turn. All right, Nestor getting the ping signal from the other two. He He's going to double move up to get closer so he can get a... F- a clear view if if the opportunity avails itself it's gonna move up uh, in front of the winch and yeah double move there there comes a time in every game master's life where things just work out perfectly oh no i knew the minute i did it i was like why did you do that i've had a couple of those this book already 
Nestor very, very smartly um, moved to the side of the bookcases, but Sir Will, Baron, and Metra are all standing in, oh, in the oh. radius because what you hear from the back of the room is a domino effect as the bookcases are tossed on top of the three of you. Oh. Uh. Let me just show you, uh, let me uh, lift the GM layer here for a second um, so you can see the, uh, the range of this bad boy. This is just amazing. Imagine if you're sitting in my seat and you saw uh, <laughs> that. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Guys I gotta say, walked right in, walked right in. Da, 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 da. Boom! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Let's uh, let's. Where roll. is this coming from? From the back of the room. From the north. From the north. And actually, you know what? Well, let's resolve this before I see. Tell you what you see towards the back. So, forty foot tall bookcase. Amazing. Fifty foot tall. Fifty foot. Okay. Even less amazing, right? Uh. All right, so here's what we need to do. We're going to have to roll some very, very important saves. I can't believe three of you got in there. Everybody roll a reflex save. What is this reflex save representing? Uh, Just avoiding the falling shelves. So I could, like, literally jump out of the way. Is what you're saying to me. Or is I take some damage because I've... Like, yeah, you'll, you'll take half damage. So imagine they'll crash around you, but uh, you won't get buried by them and you won't take full damage. I'm going to just ether step. You're going to ether step. Oh. Immediate action? Yeah. And you didn't already use a Swifty this round? I haven't. Okay. Uh, so where are you going to ether step to? I just stay in place. I'm just on the ethereal. Oh, you just... So you see Metra, like a member of the X-Men, just phase out. Kitty, Kitty Pride. Sir Will and Baron, give me those reflex saves. 29 from Baron. Sir Will? 32. Lexington? We'll roll over with Sir Will. <laughs> <laughs> they share everything. Oh. We share everything. I mean, he's a magical wolf. 27. 27. That's pretty good. Yeah, high rolls. Really high Bunch roll of for good Sir rolls. Will. Uh, Can't be good rolls in magic. Unless you have uh, evasion, you both take 13 points of damage, and you are not trapped under Ooh, the wreckage oh, of God. the shelves, which would have been a DC 25 strength check or DC 30 escape artist check and a full round action uh, to free yourself. Oh, yeah. Troy, I'm going to go ahead and take four points of damage. Four points of damage! Wait, why? Because I feel like it. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out where the number four was coming from. Like, Why four? Is it DR9? He's got DR9 against bookcases. <laughs> uh, in the back of the room, standing there, having clearly pushed these bookshelves at you, is an enormous, enormous... Tiger giant. Oh, oh tiger. my goodness. Oh. Uh, for our, our beautiful listening audience, go ahead and give me that description. Oh, oh my God. Wow. She's got a spear, red hair. She looks like gristle crack on crack. The skin is put together in kind of like a conglomerated Frankenstein-y way, but makes it look like a construct or a golem in terms of like there's scar tissue or something piecing this horrendous blue flesh together. Yeah, yeah it's like like a like lava rock. Yeah, it's, skin. it's like a plates, like armored armored plates. 
And the armor has a bunch of fur hide yeah, on it. Wearing... It almost looks like a barbarian holding a l- terrifyingly large spear, I would imagine. Uh, if it wasn't being held by a giant, it would, yeah. <laughs> it would look enormous. Oh, my God. She's holding the spear in a way that makes it look like she knows how to do all sorts of flippy floppy moves with it. Yeah. Like Star Wars kid. (laughs) Flippy floppy. Uh, She throws that down. The the case that's in front of her is still giving her uh, uh, a little bit of cover, but not much. She is fully visible to you. Um, I don't understand that. There's a shelf between us and her, but she's fully visible? Yeah, so there's like, it's just covering like half of her waist, basically. She's pushed that down and it toppled in front of the next one like dominoes. Um, So what I'm saying is like, even though the shelves are down, she's got, uh, you can't just run over this broken shelf. You have to go around. Okay. She probably can because she's huge, uh, mechanically huge. Uh, you guys are little, so she could easily step over the the broken shelves, whereas you guys have to go around. Unless you want to treat it as difficult terrain, you're welcome to do that. Um, let's just keep going. I imagine that was a standard for me to uh, to do that. Yeah, so uh, she has exposed herself, and the gambit may not have paid off because you're all still visible and unburied. Metri, you're up. Uh, okay, Metro comes uh, phases back onto the material plane. That's so cool. You like boom, and then like the minute you're you're, you're safe, like boom, you come back. Yeah. It's, so I mean, cool. it's pure pure kitty pride. Yeah, totally, totally kitty pride. Uh, unfortunately, though, I can only move this round. You know, kitty pride goeth before a fall. That's right. Well done. <laughs> I enjoy that. It's falling, like falling a- bookshelf. Mm. Um, okay, so yeah, she can only take move or free actions. Uh, is, I'm assuming this wouldn't be an Arcana or Plains, right, for a Tiger Giant? Arcana or Plains, no, it'd be uh, local. Okay, so yeah, Metro is just going to move back. Uh, and all of this is difficult terrain, you said, right? Yeah. All right, so she, she will double move back, uh, just straight back. Create a little distance between you and the Tiger Giant. Yeah. Uh, great. It is now Baron's turn. Okay, I was just reading up on um, domain powers, and uh, the power I'm having, I'm about to use, does not have any standard action, free action, swift action associated with it. I'm going to treat it as a standard action because I believe most domain powers are done that way. I am going to infuse a staff of order into my weapon, making it axiomatic. Oh, yes. For four rounds, it will add 2d6 worth of damage against any chaotic creature. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Axiomatic. Cool. Uh, Do you want to move? Was that a standard or was that a Swifty? I'm saying it's a standard. It doesn't say. I'm saying it's a Swifty. <laughs> I mean, I, I could see the argument, but I, I, the part of why I'm going the, the, the lenient or the, the more stringent route is because I often get accused of trying to game things in my favor. Um, I could see the argument saying that I'm holding the weapon in my hand and just infusing it with this as a swift action. Um, but Staff of Order, there's a thing on Reddit that's like, what, what, what amount of actions does it take? I like standard there. Okay. So do you want to do you want to move? Yeah, is it difficult terrain or is it normal? It is difficult. Yeah. All all where that debris mm. is and when the shelves are. Uh, 5 10 15 20 25 30. So I'm just going to get out of the debris itself and next to Nestor, Nestor and that is my turn. Great. Um, then let's keep moving along to Nestor. 
I am. Nestor is going to do a knowledge local. See if he can learn anything. Okay. Ooh, uh, 39. 39. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't want to cheat before you do that. I believe you missed me, I think. Let me check. I may have. Perhaps. Uh, no, you're after Nestor. I moved into this space and did detect evil. And then he came up after me. And then the shelves got pushed. Uh, right? I, right? I, Am I missing it? Have you a, a I went before Baron. I detected evil. Then he detected chaos. You know what I mean? And so now Baron and Nestor just went. And I, Nestor delayed at one point. Did that matter? Are you saying I, I skipped? I may have skipped you before the shelves went down. No, no. You walked up there. After the shelves went down, I believe I Oh, skip. I skipped you before the shelves went down. I must have, right? Nestor moved up there, and then the shelves went down. You were supposed to go. So, ah, okay. Oh. That's fine. So, yeah, no, uh, you could take your turn now. You would have moved out of the way. Uh, I mean, I didn't know they were coming at that stage, but... I can't uh, imagine you would have moved straight up, right? It's fine. If Nestor was there, I would have moved, yeah, next to Nestor to sort of line up a... I would have moved where Baron is now, basically, okay. to line up a charge. Would you have cast anything on yourself? Yes. Uh, uh, no. No, because I didn't see the creature yet at that point. Right. And you so were, I would have kept detecting evil, and I would have known that there was... Now I know number of auras. Number of auras. So okay. there would have been one aura. Great. That's fair. Um, so now you'll still get your full turn this round. Sorry about that. I was so no excited problem. to topple the bookcases. Um, but I think that is what you would have done. So, Nestor, what do you think? Well, now he gets his turn, right? No, because he does go after you. I just skipped it before the oh, bookcases oh, oh, came okay. down. okay. Uh, okay, so, yeah, 39 Knowledge Local. 39 Knowledge Local. All right, so, got your classic Tiger Giant. Um, you've seen one of these before, maybe two. I know Gristlecrack was, was one. can't remember if you threw another one, or saw another one. This one's holding a spear. Um, muscular, dark gray skin, fiery red hair, fangs. Huge primitive spear. Um, they also are proficient in rock-throwing. Um, just looking for your, your your basic Taiga Giant to see. So they do have this ritual they can do where they summon spirits. Um, they do it every day normally, and uh, they that boosts their AC and gives you gives them immunity to enchantment and illusion spells. Um, and then usually one other spell which they can choose to be immune from each day. Uh, and yeah, so that may may very well be connected with that spiritual ally that you fought. Hmm, but okay. that's that's all you know. Immune to enchantment illusion may help you. It may help your friends. And apart from the magic weapon, Baron, what what was the other? Did you give me another boost? Yeah, you need to declare now if you want to take the plus three damage or the plus two to your AC. I will. But take I don't the, know if that plus three damage will stack with magic weapon. So you might be uh, better off with it? Because I don't think you're going to be able to get to plus five. Let me see what the enhancement is. Um, I'll just... I'll take the I'll take the AC. Okay, great. Okay, so he is going to study targets. I hate target giants. And he's going to do uh, study target rapid shot. He's going to unleash a full attack with his newly magical arrows... With old Jota. Baby. Oh my gosh. Uh, that is a critical threat. 19. Critical wow, threat. Wow, get it! 19. Critical Roll threat. to confirm. Critical threat. Oh my god. Critical, critical, critical threat. Oh man. On a multi shot? Oh man. 
that is 35 to confirm. All right. It is a confirmed crit. However, as an immediate action, you see she has this little bracelet on her hand. Ah. And one of the beads bursts and negates the crit. Oh, oh come on! on. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> that evil laugh. <laughs> oh. oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Patreon supporters! Yeah. <laughs> Troy ripped it away from you. Don't let me. Oh, God. This tiger giant believes in exclusively ad-supported podcasts. <laughs> uh, okay, so that is 58, 58 points of damage. Okay. Juicy hit right out the gate. the first attack. And my computer crashes. Uh, second attack is a 37 to hit. 37 hits. Uh, that is 28 points of damage. Okay. Third attack. Uh, uh, 26. 26 misses. Did you add the plus two for, to, uh, hit, to the two oh, hit? Uh, 28? 28. 28 misses. And last one's a miss, too. Last one is a miss. All right, so Nestor does what he does, gets a couple pops off. Sir Will. I so rarely crit. That would have been awesome. I know, I know. I saw that. I'm like, watch, this will be the one time nobody crits. Uh, and I was wrong. <laughs> God damn it, on the many shot, too. I know. Kills I know. me. Would have been massive. Oh, that would have been massive damage. Because uh, both arrows crit, right? That's how it no, works. No, one, one crits. But you still but get the full normal three. damage of the other one. Yeah. And you fold the full damage on the other one. It's so. like a one shot kill zone. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, God. <laughs> Sucks. Aggravating. Sucks. Uh, All right, this creature, some 50, 60 feet away, still behind this uh, bookshelf. There's not a clear range for such a small statured creature as Sir Willamette mounted upon Lexington. Uh, Looking across, sensing the evil from the creature, he is first going to uh, say, May I Omade smite thee? And he's going to smite evil uh, against the creature. And then he is going to uh, begin a prayer um, in Heritor. As this thing steps behind and into range, please lend me your protection. And his armor starts to just glow. And he casts Litany of Defense uh, on himself, which uh, essentially doubles the enhancement bonus of his armor. Um, So he's just giving himself an AC buff. Little AC Buffington. And maybe to make himself a bit of a target, uh, he'll move up five feet. He'll just spur Lexington up five feet. He's still trying to keep a distance, but wants to be a little ahead of Nestor and Baron, just in case that'll break its tie for uh, who to attack first. Okay, I'm going to do something, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you guys and see what you think about what I want to do. I don't if, like it. Should I hit? Uh, so she reaches into her pouch and uh, pulls out what looks like a fucking igneous rock. This black, gigantic rock. And she just throws it at will with vital strike. Hmm. Oh, because, yeah. I don't know what your AC is. He's standing there. Uh, 25? No, no way, dude. Yeah. <laughs> It hits him, but the armor and the shield just connects, but it it does not land a blow to draw away hit points. All right, so the rock just hits the wall and bounces. It lays on the floor. 
So she has That's this. That's not what he said at all. It's the opposite of what oh, he said. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I honestly, you guys talking to you I was just thinking about my next thing. I said it because it, it, it hit my touch, AC. I said it hit his armor. But <laughs> it, okay. I can picture it, like, it. you raising the shield at the last minute and this thing smashing into it and pushing you back on Lexington a couple of feet. Right. He's like, sparks <laughs> from his pauldrons on the floor, or his, uh, what are the feet pieces called? Just like as he grinds against the bottom. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Pushes you back uh, a little closer to the gantry now where uh, Baron and Nestor are standing like they're they're actually in danger if they ever got like a wind blown off but you would just get crushed right into the gantry there um now here's the thing she has this ability where as a swift action she can te- uh like telepathically move the rock again to attack where i oh i've seen that before. i think i can use it because vital strike is like you make an attack it's one attack i i don't think this is necessarily considered like an Iterative attack because I actually get it at my highest. Didn't you say it's a swift bonus. action? He has a swift action. You can always do a swift action with a full attack. Right. So uh, I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm probably going to miss. Um, uh, so she throws it at Will. Will throws up the shield. And then it just like push back. Yeah. Uh, and it starts coming right back magically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it will this time go towards Nestor. No. Oh, no. It comes back at Will. I said. <laughs> Thirty-one to yeah, hit. That's a hit. God. Okay, this wouldn't have the uh, the vital strike on it, so it wouldn't. Okay, be. Uh, yeah, all right. Here we go. Damage on Nestor is going to be twenty nine points of damage. Ugh. Okay, hold on, Giant hold on. Rock. Uh, Will is going to cast a spell. Oh. Uh, he is going to as he, he blocks the the rock, it flies away, and he thinks that uh, he's fine. But then he sees it come back, and as it's about to crush Nestor, he reaches out. No. And casts Paladin's Sacrifice. Uh, you open up a brief but powerful divine conduit between you and another creature, taking on the damage and any other uh, effects that the creature suffers. Um, yeah. So it's magically transmitted to me instead. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, we'll magically add three more points of damage because uh, she's, uh, she's all fired up back there. She's like, ah! When she threw it. So it's 32 points of damage? Uh, what did I say? 29? 29. 29 plus, no, plus 3. 22 points of damage. What? 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 Oh, I'm sorry. 32 <laughs> points of damage. Yes. Sorry. You having a tough time? Um, I am. Yeah. Well, you know, I got nothing else to do over here. Uh, 32 points of damage. Yeah. Uh, great. Okay. We shouldn't not say anything. So we're like, you got it, boss. <laughs> <laughs> you know it better than I do. <laughs> You're looking right at You're book. looking right at it. Who I am I? Who am I? To presume. <laughs> Has to take less damage. Uh, all right, it is Metra's turn. Okay, Metra will uh, level a finger at the giant, and Black Ray will erupt from her finger. Ooh, Ray! Uh, so I got to roll to hit you. Ray! Oh, not a great roll. 16 against touch, I see. 16 against touch is a hit. Yes. All right. Beautiful. Then. All right, that was Enervation. Oh, cool. So you're going to take a couple negative levels. Oh, wow. couple negative levels. What well, kind of spell is innervation? Necromancy. Can't be enchantment? It's not. Uh, so you take two temporary negative levels. Nice. Oh, nice. That is oh, fantastic. That's great. Wow. No wow. save. <laughs> no save. It does have. It is spell resistance. Do you need me to roll spell resistance? Uh, I don't believe so, no. No, I don't. All right. I was just, you know, I was just offering it to you. You needed it. 
haven't seen that one in a while. It's like the, it's like a ray of enfeeblement. It's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, you just don't you don't see it that often this at this high. Uh, all right, that's that's absolutely huge. That is going. How long is that going to last? Uh, hours, I believe. Okay, I'm so just... I'll I'll go ahead and remove those the rest, points. The rest of her life. And she lost the rest of her natural <laughs> life. You don't know. You don't know the story. Baron, what do you want to do? Chaotic. Uh, Weapon damage. Is the uh, array of bookshelves that she pushed down at her ankles, do I have a clear shot at her? Yes. Okay. Baron will expend, just within range of his weapon, three points of grit to make his first three highest attack bonus shots up close and deadly. Oh, oh boy. That the giant's bane combines with the axiomatic property of the weapon, combines with the up close and deadly to make each of these attacks 1d8 plus 21 plus 6d6. Oh, Cripes. The first attack is going to be a 23 to hit. Six on the die. 23 against regular AC. Touch AC. That's a hit. Okay. <laughs> so done. <laughs> so done. This is awesome. I'm, I'm not going to cast any spells anymore in combat. Yeah, yeah. That so. 46 <laughs> points of damage oh, on the first attack. Oh, man. <laughs> the sec- so wait, is this the first damage? No, 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 no. Oh, I, you, I that's right. That's times, right. So. I'm just so bad at myself. I forgot to move. I was so I'm reading 50 different things. I forgot to move right up in your faces. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm I hope you are. You I know, thought you were doing that on purpose. No, I just stay behind I the shelf. Forgot. Yeah, I did like 70 points of damage or something already. So the second attack hits with a 25 for 40 points of damage. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. The third attack is a 17 on the die, so that's oh, going to yes. hit. Oh, those are some sixes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's making me real happy right now. <laughs> that is 49 points of damage oh. on the third attack. Okay. The final attack at the lowest bonus, not up close and deadly, is going to be a 22 against Touch AC. That is a hit. This is only uh, 46, not 66. Oh, <laughs> so wonderful. Yes. 47 points of damage <laughs> on the final attack. She is still very much alive. Oh, everybody, really? Everybody roll a perception check. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, wow. 27. Dude, I cannot stop rolling rocks right now. Uh, sorry, that would be a 23. Uh, 42. Uh, natural 20 uh, for a 42. Baron lights her up, and she smiles through all of the hits. And then all of you hear a lot of noise from behind you. Oh, no. And we'll see you next week. Oh, no. Wait, what? Oh, come on. I knew it was too easy. (laughs) Oh, Troy wasn't getting angry at all at those 40-point damage rolls. He didn't care. It's that fucking gantry. Gantry. Every time it's the gantry. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.
In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.